Hello, I am Bob Bostock. You are listening to Discover DEP, the New Jersey Department of Environmental Protection's official podcast. Each week, we will provide you with timely information about how DEP protects and preserves New Jersey's air, water, land, and natural and historic resources. Please feel free to add this podcast to your iTunes or RSS feed. You can also follow DEP on the web at nj.gov DEP. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Bob Bostock, and welcome to another edition of Discover DEP. You can download Discover DEP and subscribe to future editions through iTunes and Google Play. Today we're joined by Dan Roberts to discuss deer running season. Dan is a principal wildlife biologist and leader of the White-Tailed Deer Research Project here at DEP. With the arrival of breeding season this fall, deer are especially likely to jump onto roads and cause accidents. Having had one of those accidents myself a few years back, anything folks can do to be more aware of the deer's habits at this time of year and really throughout the year, I think can be very beneficial to both the drivers and the deer as well. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Dan, I guess it's it's one of those good news, bad news sorts of things. The fact that we've got a hardy and robust deer population here in New Jersey, I know it causes some concern for farmers and for motorists and others, but it also, I think, speaks to the progress that we've made uh, providing an environment in which deer can live here in, here in the Garden State. We're the most densely populated state in the Union, but we have a very healthy deer population in New Jersey. Absolutely, absolutely. How many deer do we think are in New Jersey right now? Conservatively, uh, our harvest-based model estimates a minimum population at 101,000 deer. That takes into account areas where hunters have access to deer, uh, but it doesn't incorporate areas that are more protected habitats for deer or areas where hunters don't have access uh, to be able to hunt those deer. And I assume we have deer in every part of the state. Yes, all 21 counties and most municipalities have had some form of deer population or, or at least transients moving through the area. And is there a particular part of the state where deer tend to be more prevalent? We have uh, about two-thirds of the state that are under stronger deer management, more liberal deer management. Uh, Those areas are are pretty much spread throughout the state. Uh, A lot of the agricultural areas and suburban areas in New Jersey have the higher ability to sustain a larger deer population. More of the areas that are, are urban are lower deer densities, but they also could be of more concern in those areas. And the deer seem to have done quite a job adapting to living really side by side with human beings. Very adaptable species. Uh, they are quite easily the suburban pet almost, uh, where they, they have adapted to uh, follow greenways into areas that you wouldn't expect to see them. And as long as there's an ample food, water, and cover for them, they are uh, very adaptable to that. And we have white-tailed deer here in New Jersey. Are there any other type of deer here in the Garden State? Not uh, wild deer. There are some captive deer that are other species, but uh, white-tails are our native deer. So describe the white-tailed deer for us a little bit. Kind of how long does it live? What, what size is it? What are some of its habits? In the wild, uh, white-tailed deer have the ability to live 10, 12, 15 years. More typically are adult males probably live into eight to ten years uh, at a maximum. Uh, They're obviously more active in their 
environment and uh, they're also sought out more by hunters. We have had some that have come in at uh, that 13 to 15 years uh, in our age collections uh, over the years. So you're able to uh, tell how old the deer are if, if they have. Yeah, we do. We do some uh, sampling each year for tooth replacement and wear, and gets rough ages. Uh, that gives us full on yearling and adult. In the past, we have done some tooth extractions and sent away to a lab to have those tested to find out more accurate ages, uh, and that's where we found some that have been extremely old. And about how big do the deer grow? Uh, males can be anywhere from 100 to 150 normal. We easily can have them go up over 200 pounds in very good habitat where they are extremely well fed. Does typically speaking, are in that 100 to 150 range. Very rarely do we have ones that go too much higher than that. They are born and, and grow pretty much within that first year. They're in that 70 to 100 pound class uh, between the, the males and the females. And do they have any natural predators here in New Jersey? Natural predators would be black bear, bobcat, coyote, and unfortunately uh, humans and, and vehicles. Uh, those are, are the, the top predators of white-tailed deer in New Jersey. Hmm. Now I understand we're entering the deer rutting season. What is, what is rutting season? We're entering the mating season, so we're just on the edge of it right now. Probably mid to late October would be the beginnings. Our peak time frame is in November. The northern deer have a little bit more of an earlier start. It's pretty much the first three weeks of November is the peak. The southern deer have a little bit uh, of a delay. They get anywhere from the middle of November to possibly even uh, the early beginnings of December. We also have the potential for deer breeding activity that can go into late December and early January if a young deer is healthy enough and hasn't been bred yet. So what sort of behaviors do we see during rutting season that we might not see during the other parts of the year? A lot of uh, chaotic activity. They are more inclined to be running across roads, less inclined to be attentive to their surroundings. Males are typically chasing females around looking for females that haven't been bred yet. And uh, they are pretty much following them everywhere they go. So you mentioned that uh, the male deers tend to look for a doe that uh, has not mated yet. How can they tell or do they care? Uh, deer are, are polygamous species, so they actually will breed multiple times. Uh, the males will breed a, a doe, a female, and move on and try to find another female to attempt to breed with as long as they're in that breeding cycle. Dan, we're in rutting season now. When will the, when will the fawns uh, be born? What's the gestation period? Typically speaking, the, the gestation period is uh, about 200 days for white-tailed deer. And with the peak of the mating season in November, we look at uh, late, late May, first couple weeks of June as the peak season for most of the fawns to be born. There are some, obviously, that come a little bit before and a little bit after, depending on uh, when they're bred. But most of it are in that late May, early June phase, and it's... Uh, defense mechanism to swamp the area uh, with fawns in hopes that predators will be unable to take the masses. So at this time of year, when are the deers most active? Is it during the day, dusk, evening? They're active throughout the day, but the peak times for activity are the low light time frames, unfortunately. So morning, they're highly active, and evening twilight hours, they're highly active. 
they're looking for foods uh, as well as just being active throughout that day. So what advice would you give to motorists at this time of year, whether they're traveling in the early morning on the way to work or later in the day around dusk in the afternoon, early evening, to avoid having a collision with a deer? Attentiveness of the drivers is obviously one of the first and foremost. Try to prevent as much distracted driving, stay focused on task at hand uh, while you're out there driving around. If you see a deer on the side of the road, definitely slow down as best as possible and keep attentive to the area and, and your surroundings. Deer themselves typically congregate in smaller groups at this point of the year and where there's one there's usually more so we also recommend uh, if a deer's attempting to cross across first they are very jittery and again can get spooked quite easily and if you try to slow down and move around one the potential is there for uh, the deer to accidentally run into you instead of uh, you running into them. And you mentioned they tend to gather in small groups so if you see one go across the road probably ought to wait a second and see if a few more are going to come behind it. Yeah, they they group up around this time of year through the winter and into the spring. In the summer, they may be running around as singles, but when they do cross roads, typically speaking, they do go over in groups as single file. So where there's one crossing, there's usually one or two uh, waiting to come behind them, and they do have the tendency to, to, at this point in time of year, run across the road without care or cause. So... If you see one, there's probably a couple more coming. It's it's a good Absolutely. idea to wait and see if any more are coming before you travel on. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if there are deer warning signs or uh, if you see on some of the highways the lighted signs that have been put out, they're put out there for good reason. More often than not, they are frequent areas of vehicle collisions or areas where there are known high-density deer populations and a lot of activity with deer crossing in those areas. So what role does DEP play in terms of managing the deer population, uh, particularly during rutting season? Right now we're in our early stages of our hunting season, and uh, in most cases we are trying to manage the deer herd to a level that's acceptable for the habitat, for humans in the areas, for land use, forest health, and and trying to maximize recreational abilities for hunters and and sportsmen alike and, and wildlife viewers in the field to see deer out in the areas. How long does the deer season last? In our most liberal regulations, uh, our season is actually five and a half months long. We do have some areas where it's more restrictive, but about two-thirds of the state is in that five and a half months total, usually an unlimited antlerless deer harvest because we're still trying to reduce deer population in a lot of those areas. So there aren't limits on how many deer a hunter can we do, have, we do have some areas that are uh, limited bag of one or two deer. Some of those areas are pine barrens, a few properties that are more exclusively owned and managed on a tighter basis. Some of the federal properties are, are managed that way. The bulk of the state is in, currently we're still in a, a reduction phase, so we have an unlimited antelope season and one deer harvest per season per hunter. What other methods are being used or have been tried to try and reduce the deer population? You read, uh, particularly in communities where they are averse to hunting, talking about you know, possible birth control for deer, things like that. Are, are any other methods used, and, and how successful or not successful are those? Currently, there are no other programs that I know of going on in New Jersey with alternate methods other than more targeted uh, culling opportunities. We have had in the past 
trap and transfer programs. Those programs have actually been discontinued as in more often than not you're taking one trouble to another location. In addition to disease concerns, we don't want to potentially spread any potential diseases that may or may not be available in the deer population from one location to another location. There are, and there have been a couple trial programs for immunocontraceptive studies. Those uh, haven't been done in a number of years. The ones that were done weren't considered very successful, um, which is more often than not why they were discontinued. They were highly expensive uh, and didn't provide quick enough reductions in, in deer population. Mm-hmm. Basically, those deer are just not reproducing. They're still out there on the landscape and potentially uh, causing more issues or more problems with forest regeneration and, and habitat. Why is it important to, to manage the deer population? Why not just let them grow and have the survival of the fittest? Well, in New Jersey, we used to manage and try to manage for biological carrying capacity. More often than not, and realistically in New Jersey, we need to manage for cultural carrying capacity. Um, What's the difference between those two things? Humans have a much lower tolerance of maintaining higher levels of deer, whereas some areas, the habitat may be phenomenal for deer. Those areas, we could easily support a larger deer population, but they may be agricultural areas where farmers are looking to try and survive on their own. So they are also trying to to make a living. We need to maintain a, a lower population in those areas, in addition to urban, suburban areas where, like I said, one deer can go in there. We will also need to make sure that we're not creating public safety hazards in those areas. So it's important really to find that balance. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough task to find that balance, but uh, we are working in a lot of areas in New Jersey to try to find uh, the best equilibrium for uh, our deer population as well as the human population in, in those areas. Uh, the deer seem to have a voracious appetite, uh, particularly in people's yards. There, uh, there are certain shrubs and flowers and other things that they like to eat. What what should people plant in their yards, and what shouldn't they plant if they want to uh, deter deer from chewing up their landscape? Uh, as you mentioned, deer are, are very prolific when it comes to feeding. There are a lot of companies out there that will put out plants that are less palatable for deer. Uh, to be quite honest with you, if it comes push to shove, deer will eat just about anything that's out there. Most species of, of uh, horticultural plants that are, are sold commonly uh, are quite appetizing to deer, even the ones that... Uh, are more resistant uh, when you get to poor, poor conditioning, bad time of year, uh, less abundant natural foods such as acorns and beech nuts. They will go ahead and, and eat the trees and bushes that are supposedly not on their list of desired foods. So they kind of rank it from top to bottom, but there's really very little things that they won't eat. <laughs> they absolutely have preferred foods, and those are usually the ones that are hit first. Uh, I know a few of my neighbors still, for some reason, want to plant hostas, and uh, that is, seems to be deer candy in a lot of cases. So in areas where vegetable gardens and such, meticulous uh, work needs to be done to make sure that you're protecting those with either fences or uh, repellents to try and keep those deer from uh, getting to them too quick, and it doesn't take but a lapse in a day or two, and uh, they'll they'll find them. You've been working in the deer program for more than 15 years, I understand. 
What kind of changes have you seen over the past 15 years since you started working with the white-tailed deer population? Uh, well, when I started, we were doing a lot of work in various states with check stations, uh, driving throughout the state trying to gather information as staffing concerns and money and deer population was uh, tremendously high back then. We instituted the uh, Unlimited Analyst Program. We've had a few other programs, the Earnabuck Program, to try and instigate a, a quicker response in harvest of deer, try to get a larger population reduction quicker in those areas. That's been modified over the years. We've reduced that to a very small segment currently uh, in a few zones, not the whole state. So there are a lot of changes that have happened management-wise where now that we've dropped our deer population in those huntable areas to a more manageable level, we're looking at and reevaluating every year whether or not we need to continue pressure in some areas, reduce pressure in other areas, and try to get that, that equilibrium in the deer population. Where can folks go to find out more information about white-tailed deer here in New Jersey and our efforts to manage the population? Sure. Our, our website, uh, njfishandwildlife.com. We have uh, a link for uh, a deer page that has a variety of information from our harvest uh, statistics to uh, suburban deer management concerns, uh, what can be done, general deer biology, um, in addition to some of the disease concerns that are out there that play into that role of where we're trying to manage a deer herd that doesn't have disease concerns while still making, maintaining a healthy population. And how is the health of our population these days? Currently we're doing well. Um, there are some deer that have uh, minor issues out there. Most of it is common throughout the nation. The big diseases that we have, uh, that we do surveillance for, uh, chronic wasting disease, uh, we do a yearly surveillance uh, since 2002. We've tested just over 6,000 deer, somewhere on the order of 500 a year. All have come back negative. Uh, that could be a potentially devastating disease should it make it to New Jersey. Uh, fortunately, it has made it to Pennsylvania, so we are monitoring what, what the status is over there and, and making sure, hopefully, that we can do our best uh, to educate our hunters for deer that are uh, hunted over there and coming back here or people that are crossing borders uh, to make sure that we do our best. Well, Dan, I really appreciate you taking time out of what I'm sure is a very, very busy schedule this time of year with deer running season getting underway to share with us some of the information about our deer population in New Jersey, uh, the efforts the state makes to manage the population, and to provide some really helpful hints, I think, to motorists and others about how they can avoid having an unhappy meeting with the deer as they uh, drive, particularly in the early morning and in the late afternoon, early evening hours. Certainly there's no doubt that the white-tailed deer is a beautiful animal. I don't know of anybody who, upon seeing them, doesn't immediately stop, if they can, to take a look at, at these beautiful animals, uh, particularly this time of year when they are uh, more active. It, I think, is a tribute to the efforts that this state has made uh, over the decades, really, to ensure that we are able, even though we're the most densely populated state in the Union and one of the most industrialized, to support a healthy population of deer. It says a lot about the commitment New Jersey has to maintaining that balance between the natural world and uh, the man-made world. So, Dan, thanks so much for taking time out. Really appreciate your being with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to Discover DEP. If you have comments on the podcast or ideas for future podcast topics, please email us at podcast at dep.nj.gov. Enjoy the rest of your day.